another movie review podcast. At least it's better than a car crash. And we'll do it some funny ads. Talking movies and having a blast. It's the Beated Podcast. It's the Beated Podcast. Welcome to Beat It Movie Reviews. I'm Auditor Joe Cabello, and this is Guy Talking Through an FM Radio, Chris Asoda. What up, Chris? Hello. How's it going? Excellente. And of course, we are saying those things because we reviewed the new movie, Nobody, starring Bob Odenkirk, directed by Ilya Neischuler, and written by Derek Kolstad. I might remember those names uh, Hardcore Henry is the same director. So that was the whole first person uh, shot movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He directed that movie. And then the writer is the writer of the John Wick movies. Uh, right. right. Uh, along with others. I, th- I believe that's kind of a, a team effort, obviously. Uh, the action team doing a lot there. Um, but we're going to be talking about that as our feature review, Nobody. But why don't we jump into what we've been watching. Chris, what's good with it? What should we start with? I had an idea. And mm-hmm. I don't think we'll do it now. But uh, maybe feedback from people. Maybe we do the Invincible Long and the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier Long. <laughs> it's lost all meaning, first off, these names. <laughs> It's supposed to be a long. Now they're just long. If we put did those after the feature review, whether like maybe you and I even record them before, but then I can easily just like blop, put it after the feature review. We won't do it this episode, uh-huh. but think about it, everybody. And you think about it as well, Chris. Okay. Sounds, that sounds like it would be good. Reasonable. <clears throat> yeah. We'll see. And we know Chris would know because he listens to every episode three or four times after we record it yeah. in full. At least once a day. <laughs> I'm on I'm actually on my uh fourth re listen of all of our episodes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what is he learning? <laughs> Not much. <laughs> uh so let's start with one of our longs. Uh which one should we start with? Um I guess Falcon and Winners. The Falcon in Long Winter Soldier Long. <laughs> Someone listening for the first time, what is long? What is happening? <laughs> uh, so the Falcon and Winter Soldier Long. Uh, let's talk about it. This is the penultimate episode number five. What did you think about this one? Notably different in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think the thing with this one is I appreciated all of the story elements and that we finally got to have a full episode of like Bucky and Sam really being friends. But I feel like as the second to last episode, it's like too late to do that. Mm -hmm. I feel, I wish that this episode happened in like the second episode of the season, just because they set up the fact that like how hard it is for Sam to be Captain America, but he should have been dealing with that throughout the season. This mm-hmm. That's like the entire point of the story. And yeah. I feel like 
before they were just like, well, I mean, not anyone can be Captain America. And that was the problem. But then they finally get to this problem where they're like, well, some people could be, but it's very hard if you're black. And that's like such an important aspect to this character that I feel like it was just really neglected until now. But mm-hmm. now it's like it comes out now. I'm like, I appreciate it. Just wish, yeah, it was sooner. Because like looking back on the seas on the season so far now, I feel like there's they're Bucky and Sam are doing this are going through the motions of like how they are heroes already. But none of it is like in pushing Sam in a way where he's like elevating himself to be a Captain America. Yeah. It's just him being himself and Falcon. Yeah. Which is obviously fine. But yeah, yeah. But it's not like him being tested in ways where you're like, man, he should be the next Captain America, other than the fact that he's already great. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, like, just his compassion uh, towards the enemy Mm -hmm. and stuff. But there's maybe, uh, yeah, bigger gestures, even within the action, um, that could show that. And I agree with you, although also about the the motivation or the the dilemma of, like, who can be Captain America and, like, that Mm -hmm. coming late. I do think the show did sprinkle things. It it did allude to it early on. But it yeah. was weird. It was, it was like, and yeah, because the Isaiah Bradley stuff early on, mm-hmm. right? And the cop had like situation. that moment with the cops too. But it was kind of like, oh, that's just what it's like being black in America, but not tying it. Well, the the Isaiah Bradley stuff does tie yeah. it, but yeah, the cop stuff was just like, yeah, it um, felt it felt uh, shoehorned in versus meaningful and i think the big reason for me why it doesn't work or like why it came as a little bit of a a late reasoning or a late motivation was because i always read it uh sam's uh the the falcon's like dilemma with taking the shield was like was what way more personal it was about him being best friends with this guy who is larger than life and like I can't be him. He was a greater yeah. man than me. And to me, that's enough. That's like so enough. And it the the series, or I should say that the MCU earned it. Like it wasn't just mm-hmm. something that came out of the blue. That made a lot of sense. So now for it to be like, oh, I, I uh, actually don't want to be Captain America because a black man to take that mantle it would be is really difficult and although I believe that and I think that's true it just seems like now he's just adding things on <laughs> eh, oh yeah that's that's yeah. a good idea yeah it would be hard because of that too and I'm kind of making it seem more frivolous than it is because it was very powerful in a lot of ways right it was good like you said it was um it was like, yeah, that makes sense, and that's yeah. really strong. But I do wish they would have just um, spent the whole series really uh, to, writing that line of dealing yeah. with that. Yeah, because I feel like there's not enough of the other characters doubting his ability to be Captain America also, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like if, if they did it early on where um, John Walker's like, you think you're going to be the next Captain America? Like, you could never be him or something like that, you know? Like, there, yeah. no one's ever, like, 
you can't be him. Are you serious? Well, they tried. Right. They, yeah, because like they're like, oh, you're gonna give us the shield, okay? Like the the government, even how they just accepted the shield, there never was any pushback or like questioning or anything like that. They're just kind of like, okay. I like how Bucky talks to him and has that conversation about like, oh man, we didn't even think about it. Like, sorry, and he's just mm. like straight up like, sorry for that. Yeah. Yeah, the, there, there's the a lot of character cool moments stuff like are so that. good. Yeah, yeah. The slowdown. I've heard some people say this, you know, stretched the series a little bit. I think what's kind of funny uh-huh. about that is these six episodes are pretty much sticking very straight to the acts of a feature film. Like if you were to write it, this was very yeah. much the Dark Knight of the Soul act right before the third act of the movie. And uh-huh. uh, episodes three and four were the like second act uh, part of the, uh, or I would say two, three, and four were, and then the first one was like the first act. It's very like almost rigid in how it's been like that. But what's funny is that makes like for a six hour movie, but still the character development seems a little thin, like until yeah. this, uh, until this episode for that stuff to come out. Uh, it almost feels as if they, and I know this isn't the case, but they like wrote it like in this episode discovered that that part like oh shit yeah let's let's make it about this but then didn't go back and edit everything before to it really address that or did it in like a yeah. really quick way. Yeah. So um, I I did enjoy it. It was a a slower episode. And it just really felt like that part of a movie that's kind of the slow down build back up. Uh-huh. Yeah. But you like really appreciate the characters more. You're like, this is why I'm watching it. Yeah. Like, there, There's action too. And like, it's funny that it's like a reverse in that the action is all at the beginning of the episode instead of the end. And there's like mm. a good cliffhanger. Definitely appreciate that too. Um, but yeah, like their fight with, uh, with John Walker was pretty fun. Yeah, that was awesome. And it's so funny that, like, it just, like, we need the shield, and then it's done. Like, <laughs> that's when the fight's over, when we have that. It's like, no, he's still really yeah. strong. And... Yeah, it's like, he could get up at any second, guys. You, you're just going to walk away. Like, um, Bucky just, like, is like, we got it, and then leaves. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> dude, my, I'm catching my breath. I don't, I'm not a super soldier like you two. He could get up and still destroy me. Yeah, it's just like me? this weird honor code <laughs> thing that they're doing. Uh, uh, yeah, that that was a really cool fight. I, I've said it before, but I really appreciate Falcon's choreography in this. I think it stands out more than it has ever in an MCU movie. Yeah, and I just am so stoked to see him use that new suit with the shield it's going to be so awesome to see the new mm-hmm. types of cool moves he can do while flying with the the shield yeah ricocheting and everything he's got wings jetpack and a shield at that point yeah or like him like swooping down just using the shield to like dive bomb or something mm-hmm. I don't know. it's gonna be sick yeah this is, uh, this is definitely like done a lot to make us excited for that character i think yeah, and then, uh, so one other thing is, like, <clears throat> Sam's uh, friend, that military kid that he helps, or that helps him, mm-hmm. 
In the comics, that kid becomes the Falcon. Oh, okay. When when uh, Sam becomes it, so it's interesting that he's like keep the wings, and you're like, oh shit, he's gonna <laughs> repair see. him himself. All but right. I I don't I doubt it'll be in this show that that happens. But yeah, it's we'll like see, a, planning something for for later. It's like in Iron Man one when uh, what's his name? Rhodey's like next time and mm-hmm. kisses the war machine, and he's like, there's no next time for you. They recast him. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, uh, and of course, Julia oh, Louis Dreyfus. We got a shout out to yeah. her. That dude. I was like, I was like, I audibly screamed at when that happened. I was like, what the hell is she doing here? It didn't feel awesome. real. I was yeah. Like, what? It's like, is this some sort of parody? Yeah. Happening in the middle of the episode. Is this like an MTV Movie Awards? <laughs> parody of this show <laughs> that they're doing it seems like she's gonna be some sort of um nick fury equivalent for the the evil like a, a villain team but that's what i was saying before is like there's the thunderbolts which are like the suicide squad mm-hmm. so i'm just i'm thinking it's gonna be something more like that i guess there were rumors that she originally was supposed to appear in the black widow movie first and that's why her appearance in this is so unexplained and like out of nowhere. Oh, I see. We should have, <clears throat> we would have known already. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, that some magazine or website was talking about that, but who knows? Sounds cool though. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about, the last thing is uh, just the end credits. There's a scene with John Walker making a new shield. Oh yeah, and just the the idea. It's just hilarious the idea of like a guy basically making a cosplay shield out of like steel. <laughs> it's not vibranium like the it's Captain America the shield would cut through it easily. Yeah. Like what is he doing? That's not, we know like that metal's not necessarily bulletproof unless you're going to make like a like a cast iron shield that's going to be so mm-hmm. heavy. I guess I mean a Captain America could Yeah, he's pretty strong. Super but, soldier like, could carry it, but that vibranium shield is probably like weightless and strong it's just a different thing and like absorbs the damage it's if you throw like a cast iron shield it's going to shatter because that metal is brutal (laughs) yeah well that's what makes john walker such a badass and the best character in the mcu (laughs) uh Uh, so that's oh man it's gonna be great That's the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We got one more episode. It's been uh, very fun covering it. I, I think if it was more episodes than that, I might not be as interested bopping along to it um, and talking about it in depth, to be honest. Not that it's not fun, but, you know, we usually, like, mention a show once and then move on, you know. But uh, uh-huh. let's get on to our second feature, the Invincible Along. Let's talk about yeah. it. This comes on the heels of that brutal episode from last week. What did you think about this episode? Um, I liked it a lot. It was actually one of the storylines that I remembered reading that I was waiting for and anticipating. And I think in the comics it happens earlier than in the show. Uh, and I don't even think Amber is there when they do this. But yeah, it's it was cool. Rhiannon 
very cool uh just like random minor zombie robot villains super cool yeah how do you feel about it uh i i did like that plot line and this it's this thing where i'm like i'm really waiting for the shoe to drop with this show and for it to take some like another big story leap which we've been Uh getting good stuff every week but like another um omni-man having uh, killing someone and and Uh shit like that um but just the minutiae within the series is fun enough and it's just really entertaining and this episode did have a big uh like reveal or not reveal but a big plot movement in that uh, the mom reveals like i know you're the killer she finds out Uh, yeah yeah she knows he knows she knows all of that so things are going to push forward with that uh, which i'm excited for but it's like one of those things i'm waiting for the next like brutality moment and it's really delivering on both ends of having those this uh, overarching overarching story having me just so excited to watch and then these uh these fun like reanimate adventures or going to mars adventures uh so i really like the episode yeah yeah it's just <clears throat> it's cool in this episode they do another thing where that's fun with comics where like he leaves to become come back as invincible and his best friend just immediately recognizes yeah, him. Yeah, it, it does just the, like funny. It, he gets in trouble with his girlfriend yeah. at the same time too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His friend's like oh, trying to cover for him, but like can't do anything because he he literally did leave. Yeah. yeah, such good such good superhero bits of coming of age superhero stuff. Yeah, it's good gags. Um, But yeah, I don't have much to say about it past that because I think it was just a pretty straightforward, um, fun episode on the Rhiannon. And yeah, how did you feel about um, Justin Roiland (laughs) doing that voice of the the kid of the the one kid? Yeah, uh, it was like immediately like, who is this? Oh (laughs) my god! Of course, yeah. And, being and he does a voice of another character later on, too, in that episode. And you're just like, every time he talks, you're like, oh, man, Justin Roiland. It's funny because it's like, at this point, they're just having celebrity cameos for every bit part. Yeah, I think that's pretty, that's the strength of the show. And I think what it is really aiming to do is just all-star cast uh, and put the animation budget on low for most of the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah. um, and then the other character, D.A. Sinclair, is, uh, gosh, what's his name? Ezra Miller. DA the scientist Sinclair guy? The scientist. Oh, okay. Which I don't understand. What? Who? How do you have a name D.A. as your name? Like, is that, it's like in the credits, it's D.A. with no, like, period. So it's not like it's initials like or da. something. Yeah, it's just like da, but they're both capitalized, but not spaced apart. I'm just confused. Hmm. I wonder what that, that some history that we don't know. <laughs> By the science dog comic to find it out. Or the seance dog. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, Invincible Long, why don't we move on to some other stuff we've been watching? 
And again, let us know. Uh, tweet at us if you think we should edit that those sections at the end or who cares. Chris, what else have you been watching this week? Did you watch um, the new Mighty Ducks episode or did you catch I up didn't on get that to show? watch that, you know. Okay. Okay. Yeah, more of the same. Uh, this episode, the moms have like a hockey off with other moms oh, on the, all the teams. And uh, basically the the best player on the Ducks team is like the main character's like best friend, one of her, his best friends. And he tries to get her to join the Ducks and so in this episode, she finally, like, tells her parents that she wants to join them. And they're like, they're losers. You can't join them. You're going to, like, yeah. we want you to win. And she's like, everyone on my team is mean. <laughs> and they're, and like, I don't, they're terrible people, basically, you know? And she's like, I want to join these people. And they're like, no, you can't do it. And then they wager, they make, like, this wager where they're like, how about if, um, my mom wins the um, the main character. It's like, how about if my mom wins the slap shot contest? She joins our team. But if we lose, she stays on the ducks. And the parents are like, deal. Uh, they they gain then, nothing like, from it. Yeah, it's like, first of all, you're acknowledging that your daughter hates being on this team. And like her mental <laughs> health is deteriorating because there's all these shitty people. Yeah, And you're like... I'm going to I I want her to still be continue to be unhappy and I'll make a deal about yeah. it. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Well, that's funny cuz it's like she's uh directly addressing everything you were saying about the those kids yeah. and then they don't listen yeah. to her. So, yeah. And I mean ultimately, you know, the parents I think they like things fall through and she still has to be on the ducks, but they're like you know, you just seemed so happy when you thought you were going to be on the other team. I haven't seen you be that happy in a long time, so I'm going to let you be on the team. And it's like, so now you're being a good parent? Like, where was that they a learned. day or two ago? They took the episode to learn by some means, I guess, <laughs> by losing. Uh, they did some great uh, bits with the kids, though, too. Um, they had, like, a sleepover with the goalie kid who's, like, super awkward and into video games and always on his phone. Mm-hmm. And they have they the parents like take their phones away at night. Oh. Have, like, a no screen time policy, and the kids like out of his comfort zone. Some some funny uh, bits with the kids though, but yeah, still still fun show. Yeah, I really I do want to check it out for sure. Um, it, it definitely sounds up my alley. Yeah. Um, I watched a little. I didn't finish it. But I watched the new movie on Hulu, Songbird. This is the movie that was made uh, quickly in the COVID beginning of the COVID pandemic about COVID. So I think it takes <laughs> place like four years into the pandemic where it's just gotten worse and it's like COVID-23. Um, oh, okay. I remember seeing a trailer for this movie. Yeah, and I, I definitely <clears throat> will go out and say I usually think every movie has a right to exist i root (laughs) for all movies even if they're not my thing but this Uh is just like a repugnant movie on so many levels it's one it is like just covid but saying like hey wouldn't you like to see if covid was so bad people literally can't leave their house like 
cannot or else the government will come and take them away and if you get uh, the virus you get taken to this detention facility and it's kind uh, of like um death stranding wait so that's basically like how some people in this country think it's already happening right yeah but it's not even happening <laughs> like that at all the parties are yeah. still alive <laughs> Um, yeah. But, like, militarized to where um, the streets are completely empty. You'll get shot. Okay. And the virus also, like, kills you in 45 minutes. But there's people who oh. are immune from it. And okay. they are um, porters. They deliver things, like in Death Stranding. Uh. And it's very much like Death Stranding in that, like, <laughs> you, uh, he just, like, can't interact with the people. He has to live alone and just delivered the patch packages very secretly. And is his name his name Sam Porter Bridges also. <laughs> it's not, but it's uh, probably something equally as dumb. Um but you know the whole COVID thing, it just so it's not even trying to be like a deadly virus. It's called COVID twenty three, as in COVID variant from twenty twenty three. It's uh-huh. it's not fun in that regard. I also have a personal gripe with it that uh when this movie started to shoot or planned to shoot uh, early in the pandemic. They called for casting like, Hey, we want actors send in your self tapes, but the self tape was supposed to be shot like a movie. They're like, it will be used in the movie. So what we want you to do is make sure it looks as cinematic as you can and you'll write it. We want you to talk about your experience being in the pandemic here's some tips on how to write a good story. And then they give like a page on how to write a good story. And then like a page tutorial on how to shoot cinematically. Giving all these actors hope that, oh, this will be like one way I can act in, huh. in during the pandemic as things are shut down. Yeah. Uh, which already like fuck any audition that makes you write and shoot the thing. Like, that's too much work. No. That's someone else's job. And fuck anything that says, oh, then we'll use it in the movie. Because then, you know what they could do? They could be like, we'll give you 50 bucks for it. And then, what are you going to say No, You've already done all the work. It's just an easier way for them to exploit you than if you hadn't shot something. And they said, like, hey, we'll give you 50 bucks. And you go, no, that's not worth my time. Then they go, okay, 300. No, you know, there's no bargaining. Uh-huh. So what came of that? The the actors that are shoot that are do those scenes, which you see, you could tell that they're those scenes, are actors you yeah. know. <laughs> they're they're like yeah. they're actors that they're you know we're gonna get the roles anyway. Actors. So it's just these stupid like <clears throat> press things that they do to just torture actors to have to <laughs> do a self tape and have hope. So I hate that yeah. and I hate the fact that it was actors in that and the script just feels rushed it feels like they wrote it in a month and a half and we're just like we got to make a pandemic script we got to shoot this as quick as possible does it feel like they wrote it in a month and a half or does it feel like they took a lot of people's submissions and then just filmed those with well-named actors and said we're good it's not quite that like i think the movie is uh conceptually smart because I can see uh, how it was shot without people having to be together. Like, okay. Just the, the one Is it guy, a bunch of like standalone stories? 
No, it's for, and I didn't finish it right because I was just like, uh-huh. this just it feels bad watching this, and it's poor uh-huh. quality writing. Uh-huh. Um, it's like this porter guy is alone because he has to be, and then it cuts to like people in their homes who are the main characters that you're following. Like one is like doing some illegal deals, so like she's just making deals on webcams and stuff. So you could see, oh, let's just get this actress alone in her house and we'll film her just in her house. And it'll make sense yeah. in the context of the movie. So I like all that stuff conceptually, but I think just the script just feels so rushed and so um, unpleasant. I think last week I may have talked about the Zoom play that I watched. I'm not sure if I talked about it. I don't here. know. I don't remember. Probably, maybe not. But I watched the Zoom play that takes place in the pandemic. Uh, and it's like a bunch of people playing, a, having a game night during the pandemic. So it, like uh-huh. that's the reason why we're watching a play on Zoom is because we're watching actually what the characters would be doing. Um, and even though it was in the pandemic, it was really fun, really entertaining because it was just the pandemic only sat as the reason for us to be watching it on zoom. You know, like I could see it reasonably be set without the pandemic and just be a murder mystery game night. And it was just written well. Uh, But this, it just leaning so hard into being the pandemic and like making you think, fuck, what if it did make kill us in 45 minutes? That's not fun. Yeah, it's really repugnant. It's a it's I think everybody involved at the higher levels of it should be ashamed of themselves for making it. Just because of the shit that it stirs, essentially, with the how much worse the the virus is in it portrayed in it. Yeah. Yeah. And just it kind of feels like if when the moment 9-11 happened, someone said, we got to make a movie and tried to make a yeah. movie by like the third day of 9-11 where you're like, yeah, guy, nobody wants it. Even those 9-11 yeah. movies that came out were like, this is too soon. And, you know, we're like we're still in it. We don't want to see it on this level. Mm-hmm. And, th- and the fact that you rushed it. So, like, you made this rushed product that is not good quality for what? To torture us? Like, you should have taken five years to make something good so that in five years we'd be away from it. And we'd think, Mm. oh, this is actually kind of interesting. But you rushed it so we could hate it? (laughs) Like, it makes no sense why you would rush it. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck, I have a really good joke about how my friend's mom died. I better say it before he's fully healed from that trauma. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. If you're gut, even if it's really good, you might as well wait till later. Um, but really <laughs> horrible. I'm not, I'm probably not going to finish it ever because it's just too unpleasant and um, schlocky. You know, I don't think it's any worse than like the movie Drone I reviewed last week. You know, as far as just kind of being a cheesy whatever movie, but the subject matter just makes it disgusting. That Songbird, I really wouldn't recommend even like doing a uh, a curiosity watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what else you been watching, Chris? 
Um, the last thing besides the movie that I watched this week was I finished the second half of the first season of Them on Amazon okay. Prime streaming. Yes, I know I've said I've wanted to see this, but I've decided <laughs> I'm not going to. Not going to watch it. I'm pro- I'm not going to watch it until the season is over, and if people, if oh. then, if then people are like, it's worth it. It so when they released it, they did release all the episodes at once. Oh, okay, just, uh, so it sounds like so you know. it's not worth <laughs> it from what the, <laughs> everything I've heard from anybody. Uh, but tell us. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's it's interesting. You know, I haven't watched all of um, the American Horror Story seasons. You know, I've only seen a, a little bit here and there. Yeah, I've watched but, none of those. Uh, I feel like it might be in the similar vein of those because it is supposed to be like an anthology series where each season is a different setting. With different characters and all right. that. So, the thing with this show is, like, the acting is excellent. The visuals are also excellent. The imagery, everything in those, uh, at those aspects and sides are, are good, solid. And they, you know, uh, there's things that they show in this that I'll remember forever. But I think the story is just what really... <clears throat> falls apart for me with this sh- this show and i feel uh, like that's pretty important for liking important. actually liking something um but uh you know they take about halfway th- uh, not even three quarters of the way through they finally like explain what is going on with the supernatural element of the show okay and then the second to last episode is like a flashback of like whatever is haunting them the origin of that mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it's it kind of is like really late by the time they they kind of explain what's really going on with other things in the show yeah. but like i said last week it's like all of the stuff that they're dealing with that is real racism is what's really scary and then they have just these like side things where they're being haunted by these different characters. Each character, each family member has a different has their own ghost. like different ghost haunting them mm. that are all basically the same ghost, just you know, changing its form to yeah, yeah. be something that's trauma to them. Uh and I don't know, man. It's like by the end of the show, I feel like half of it is just like torture porn. But, like, specifically, like, racist, like, anti-black torture porn stuff that I'm like, this is just disturbing and disgusting, but not doing anything to make (laughs) a good story, you know? Yeah, you really have to Um, earn it, right, when you do that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's just a bummer because all the characters, all the actors are so good and, like, likable themselves. Mm. But it's just, yeah, it's just coming up short in that in that sense. And I, I just think it's hilarious that there is a demon or uh, a man possessed like this ghost that's haunting them is essentially a racist <laughs> demon ghost. You know, it's just yeah. so funny. The idea of like a demon that's like, I'm going to make a deal with you and you're going to haunt specifically black people. 
Mm-hmm. Like a demon is going to be like, I'm pure evil. I hate everything, you know? But instead he's like, we're going to haunt just a specific race of people. Like, yeah. What the fuck kind of yeah, you would demonic think force? Their, their demonness is like beyond that. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. So that just the aspect of it is so silly. But I mean, they, they incorporate it in the show, but it's just, yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? Well, I think it really is the question uh, of like, did we need a racist ghost? You know, and like yeah. that, that might be cool. There might be a lot of cool details to that. But do we need that? And yeah. maybe not, you know, like I'm sure a really scary killer would be like the Klansman who's just like a Jason type figure who's a Ku Klux Klan member. That would be really scary. But do we need that? Like <laughs> that is what the show yeah. seems to me. And so the, the thing is, like, by the time the show ends, there's just things that these characters are put through and that do that will affect their lives to the point that when it ends, I'm like, they're not, they can't be okay after this. Like <laughs> their, their lives are ruined. You know? Yeah. yeah there's you no, can't like, go through that and be, be all right. Yeah. And, and the thing is like, there's movies where people get haunted by shit or whatever. They defeat these demons or something like that. And then they're like, well, you know, now we start a new life doing whatever, but these characters, it's like the things that they have to do, they're just like for example like the teenage daughter she is like you know under this trance from the thing and it makes her put white paint all over her entire body horrific essentially like white face but (laughs) and so that alone is horrific right yeah but then this thing makes her go in front of her entire like high school and do like cheerleading dances in this white face makeup stuff and like i know that the show was leading there and i was like please don't do this yeah please don't fucking do this (laughs) and it was like the worst thing of of there's Uh, there's characters being like murdered or raped and stuff but that uh, was like she can't go back from that you know like yeah everyone is just gonna know her as this psychotic person doing that you know there's there's no justification to all these other characters of like oh they were haunted so everything they did it's okay now you know yeah no that's Um, and the, the other thing too is like the wife is constantly being questioned about her how sane she is her sanity because there's all these hauntings and it's like already you know women and then a black woman in back in the day are already dealing with people thinking, oh, they're just hysterical. Put them in an insane asylum. We don't need to listen to what they're actually saying. Yeah. And then so you're like, that's already a thing that happens and is terrifying. And then they're like, well, what if it's also just because she's actually being haunted? So the things she's dealing with, she can't actually even explain. So the people are already not listening to her, but now more so because it's like, things that don't exist yeah yeah. it was well and i think there's something interesting about that but uh i think it's coming down to a lot of people saying oh i don't want to see it and when when we saw it in something like uh gosh what is it a lovecraft country when you saw similar Uh, notes of of that 
Yeah. It gave us a lot more along top of that. Like with the woman uh, who uh, would went to go get the job and would turn into a white woman. There was yeah. a lot of interesting layers to that that really, I don't know, I don't want to say subdued, the, just like the pure like racial horror of it. But in a way uh, it did to where it wasn't just watching something awful happen to this person. It was like a yeah. parable or something. Yeah, because like by the end of Lovecraft Country, you know, they're never in a spot where they're like, I think we're pretty much safe. And they're like, yeah, but technically like the cops will still be looking for you. And, you know, back in the day, the cops are just going to be like, nope, you're going to jail. Like, we don't really care to figure out what's going on here. We don't yeah. care. You're just you're black and, you know, they're treated like shit. And so in this show, yeah, by the end of it, it's like, man, the cops have all these different reasons to bust these people. I feel mm-hmm. like they're not safe. You know, it's just like, yeah, because they've done the, out- the outcome is not satisfying in any way, really, mm-hmm. because they don't really overcome anything to be to come out on top. Besides, yeah, yeah, I guess the demonic presence or whatever. But yeah. It's it's yeah, interesting. It's a, I I guess like without having seen it, I'm trying to pin down like why I wouldn't want to and why it might not work for me and and we'll see. But um yeah, it just doesn't seem up my alley because even I took a stab at that one movie that I told you about a while back. What was it? Uh, uh, Antebellum, oh, yeah. which ended up being like 45 minutes of just race torture and yeah wasn't pleasant because of that uh so i gave it a chance and i was like oh i don't like seeing that and it seems a lot of people feel the same way from what i see on the internet yeah yeah and you know i just finished watching it today but i definitely want to like read up on other people's how other people feel about it because it's still kind of fresh in my mind and i'm curious what other people's takes are yeah, and I like I I don't think it's craftless or anything is not is what I'm assuming, but I think there's a lot of just like yeah, there's a lot of would I want to see that going on with it? Yeah. Um. All right. Cool. So that is uh, them. Very cool. Uh, one thing. Hold on. There's some sort of noise. I don't know what it is. Probably the cats or something. Um, I watched Creep Show season two is out, so Creep Show is on Shutter, and they released uh the first season I think a year or two ago. It's an anthology series. Each episode is two horror shorts, like twenty minute horror one offs, and season one was really fun. It it was and is low budget, so it's low budget horror. Especially season one. Um, but a lot of the stories are just fun. You know, like they range from terrifying to just fun silliness. I think what some people might not have gotten from the newest Twilight Zone, they would get from Creepshow. Um, so, and season two ha- is about three or four episodes in. I think the fourth episode, maybe third but it's been a great season. But this newest episode was really amazing. Uh, one was a sci-fi story about two guys, uh, two astronauts, 
flying around and they make contact with aliens. I don't want to give it away, but it is just an, an incredibly haunting episode. And the second one is kind of a fast-paced teen comedy horror about a girl and she's explaining why she thinks her brother wants to kill her. And I won't give away any more on that one either. Both are really fun and I think paired together they're even better. But uh, for anyone who's like, I've heard of Shudder, I don't know, I'm not too much into horror. I would say the $5.99 or like 7 day trial just to check out Creepshow and bounce around episodes. Just, you know, look at the thumbnails and be like, oh, cool, a a werewolf one, I'll check that out. Or, you know, that one sounds cool. Do that. Mm -hmm. It's well worth it just for that series alone. And then there's a ton of other stuff. So that's Creepshow Season 2. No spoilers because I think it is that good. Cool, yeah, I'll check that out. Um, I saw that uh, astronaut episode. One of the guys in it is Ryan Quantin from, uh, gosh, the vampire show um, True Blood. Oh, is he in True Bloods? Okay. Yeah, but he's also he's also in them as a. Oh, nice. <laughs> Brecken Meyer is in the episode as well. Oh yeah, nice. Legendary actor, Brecken Meyer. <laughs> Uh, that's creep show and uh, Chris was that last thing the, the your last one? Yeah, yeah, it was. Cool. I'll just mention one thing. Uh, not too much is the circle season two. Uh, the circle <laughs> season one I had watched. Uh, I think the beginning of twenty twenty it came out. And this is a reality show where they stick these people isolated uh, in like this apartment building or whatever. Uh, and then they all interact via text and chat rooms and they're able to just kind of show themselves through pictures and a bio and that's it. So it's kind of like simulating social media and how like people make perceptions of us and we can lie about ourselves. So season one was really fun. I did enjoy it. It's super trashy. But you're seeing all these people, like some people are catfishing, and it's like a guy pretending they're a girl, girl pretending they're a guy, just to be like, I think I can play this by being this way. And then they just surprise everybody. And I think the guy who won the first one what just pl- just played it straight, was like, I'm just going to be honest completely <laughs> throughout uh-huh. the whole process, and ended up winning. Uh, okay. But it's it's just a it was season one was fun and trashy, I loved it you know because it's just people literally sitting in a room alone and being like circle chat to Amy and tell her I think you're the awesome hashtag girl power, <laughs> and then like <laughs> she gets the message and she's like ah, uh, circle text back thank you, it feels so good having a friend like you here. <laughs> so it's like kind of bizarre it almost feels like it could be a black mirror episode um but season two i wanted to jump in and i think i remember this feeling from season one but season two i definitely definitely feel it i'm like i hate everybody and i want to murder all of you (laughs) just so many annoying people being annoying because they're all speaking in hashtags too they're like hashtagging uh-huh. way uh, too okay. much. They have to like really amplify all that kind of uh, influencer speak. Yeah, they're like, because it's 
it really mimics w- just talking like that, which is that's like the social yeah. cues. When you can't give a facial expression, you do a hashtag or an emoji. Um, so it's it is a little bit like if you hate reality TV, like in any way, the, it's like the worst show. But if you like it and you're on Instagram all the time, I think you'll enjoy the show. <laughs> it's funny the fact that they have to speak, do text to speech for all of their messages. And because obviously it makes for better TV, right? <laughs> because they're speaking it out yeah. loud. But just the fact that, like, how many different face smiley emojis do I know the names of? To speak. That the person is like. Uh, do the uh half one eye open, one eye closed smiley emoji? <laughs> is that what it's called? Shit, no, delete, delete. Uh, is it the half half happy? I don't know. Fuck. Like, yeah. What, how do they know all those? And it's pretty obvious ones? that like it's a human being that's just like listening, just typing, typing it up it. to them yeah. as they're just speaking. And there's probably so much more delay that we don't see. Uh-huh. So True, I imagine yeah, how yeah. like frustrating it is, or like it you drives know be great up the emotion. If in uh, the next season they just have four of the eight people are one person who's just doing oh, catfishes shit. of all of them, and then they're like cross-checking with other people, so like they can't be lying because this guy confirmed that this person. I said wouldn't. That. I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to do something like that ness because they've said uh, like oh we're we're doing new surprises and i'm only about three uh, episodes okay. in uh-huh. but one of the surprises lance bass is part of it but it's his uh personal assistant so she <laughs> knows everything to be about him, him right yeah i did see that trailer where she was like i've been lance bass's assistant for decades or whatever oh yeah i know more, i know him more than than he does she blows. I think it even instantly. Lance, Lance, <laughs> Lance like says some, has like a video where he's like, "Good luck." Yeah, yeah, he supports it. He's like, "This is disgusting. How dare you take my yeah? Name? How are you doing this? I'm, You're fired. I'm suing you. This is awful." <laughs> he's like, "Wait, you're still my assistant though, and I need you tomorrow." Yeah. What? That's like this one. Uh, this one girl is pretending that she's her boyfriend or her fiance or her husband, whoever he is, uh-huh. um, who she has a daughter with, but she's pretending he's a single father. Oh, so it's so funny because it's like, what the fuck are you on this stupid? Do the ass show do the people for? like? <laughs> Do the people have access to just like regular internet while they're no, there too? No, they to like, they can't like okay. look at. Look so at all up. they can do is talk to other people there. Yeah, that sounds kind of like a nightmare. Yeah, and it's pretty <laughs> funny because like once they kick someone off, like they vote to do that, that person uh-huh. visits one of them, but they don't know who it's gonna be. So they're all, oh fuck, is it gonna be me? Especially the catfishes. Uh huh. Uh, so it's a fun show. They, do they get to tell them that who they saw like after they leave? They could, yeah. It, okay. They it's totally fair game for them to be like they're, they're like they get like a final message mm-hmm. that they can send to everyone and be like, John is really a woman or something. Yeah. Like, oh shit. Yeah. yeah. You know the other funny thing is I was thinking about watching the season because how many episodes do they have out now? Uh, I'm not sure. Five at least. I want to say. Is it come out like every day? A new episode or something? Or something like that. Every day, every week. It feels like there's been a lot right from launch. I think they launched with a couple. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I was actually thinking about watching it 
because one of the people on it is someone that I would follow on social media that um, streams on Twitch. The, she's like Filipino, Savannah. Oh, like yeah, that. she's but then, she's cool, actually. Yeah, she's really funny. I've seen her. She has like Twitch streams, and she's always pretty funny. Um, but I think she said on her Instagram that like she got kicked out early or something. And uh, I was like, oh, well, I guess I don't need to watch or something like that. Yeah, yeah. She's in it for a while, <laughs> I could say, at least. Okay. Well, maybe I misread then. Anyway, you know, yeah. a couple episodes. It's interesting that, you know, that season happened because I had been thinking about watching the first season back when it came out. Just that, oh, you know, someone I've seen on the internet is on that now. So that would be interesting. Yeah. More interesting to watch than normal. Yeah, it's, it's a fun one. Because um, it, cool. it tends to skew a little bit more towards love, which is. Kind of uh-huh. nice about it. Just like friendship and positivity. It's, it's more wholesome than it is like these stab you in the back and watch the shit show spectacle. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's always my, I like that way more in a reality show. All right. Well, that's the circle. I think it's getting time for us to get into our feature review of the one and only Nobody. Are you ready, Chris? Uh, Yeah. All right. All right, let's talk about Nobody. As I mentioned before, this is starring Bob Odenkirk, part of the Mr. Show comedy group, also Better Call Saul. You may know him from there. Directed by Ilya Neischler, uh, director of Hardcore Henry, and uh, written by Derek Kolstad. You might know him from John Wick. This movie is a bystander who intervenes to help a woman being harassed by a group of men becomes the target of a vengeful drug lord. People are describing this as a revenge movie with Bob Odenkirk. Chris, what did you think about this? Nobody. Yeah, you know, going into it, I was like, okay, it's John Wick with Bob Odenkirk. Mm -hmm. And... I'm very satisfied with the end result of that, I think. Yeah. I, I like this movie a lot. The violence and the action are excellent. Um, it's just like another movie to add to this list of like these new movies coming out where the action is really the strongest part about it. And the choreography is very great. And like mm-hmm. all of the fight scenes are almost clean in the sense that like they're laid out so well that everything you can tell you can tell how everything is going there's like a momentum to it it's just it's so fun to watch it's like a it's like dance choreography you know yeah it's really smooth really smooth stuff and yeah um and yeah it's like it's so fun how bob odenkirk has just like transformed himself (laughs) yeah so sick that he's just this comedian back in the day doing Mr. Show and now he's come along to be this route of like a, a taken or something like yeah. that. Yeah. You know? Believably. Like, yes. Yeah. He's a he looks great in this movie too. That's another thing. He's like I don't remember him having looking this good in uh Breaking Bad, but he's definitely worked out a lot for this. Appreciate yeah. it. Uh, but yeah, so I definitely thought this movie, if you like John Wick, it's just like, yes, you know, easy. Um, it's a deceptive entry into the action 
genre. Uh-huh. Yeah, is it more because, like, you wouldn't expect Miss, uh, Bob Odenkirk to do a movie like Keanu would? Yeah, like, you would... At ex- first glance. It's not like, um, uh, what's it, the Santa Claus movie with Mel Gibson, how it was like, oh, that, uh, that was an awesome movie that used Mel Gibson in a cool way, but it wasn't like, oh, that's going to be a new action movie. It's like, no, that's just a sick uh, movie. This is like, uh, no, you could watch, like, The Raid and then this and it <laughs> yeah. wouldn't be weird you wouldn't be like what the fuck is this are different yeah yeah uh the food that i would would relate it to is i think i don't know if i've done this before but i was gonna say moons over my hammy have i ever done that before i don't I think, think so I have. okay i should make a list of like all the different foods i know some of them are like easy gets that we need to not do yeah like happy meal yeah right yeah uh but yeah so it's you know something that is very simple but always like exactly what you want i feel like when you get it i don't know moons over my hammy my favorite uh denny's order yeah, if it's a favorite, so, then you know what it is. You know what it it's means. It's classic, you know? It's classic. It's excellent. And, uh, yeah, everything that I like. How Very about you? cool. All right. So, I yeah, I really loved this movie. I'll just go out there and say it. I thought this movie had all the pieces that I, I actually I knew this movie would be good, and I didn't like it. Uh, one, just <laughs> uh-huh. I didn't listen too much to any like early reviews or discourse because i think it's been out for a few months yeah like, in uh theaters and yeah it came out in theaters yeah months ago but you know when you just like there's enough buzz a little bit in those those times and now i'm hearing more people like legit talk about it this weekend which is really fun um but yeah. so i knew it was going to be good for some reason right when the universal logo starts which is my favorite uh production logo or production intro Uh is the universal i feel like it's the most bombastic and like most plus universal makes great movies fast and furious yeah godzilla vs kong easy yeah so every time that comes up (laughs) i'm like fuck yeah this is gonna be a good movie yeah um and sure enough it was uh bob odenkirk i love him and butter Better Call Saul. I never really watched um, which one called it Breaking Bad to know him. Breaking Bad, it's okay. The same, same type of thing, but uh, it's amped up. But uh, the BBCU. <laughs> I don't like that. Uh, but <laughs> the, <laughs> uh, yeah, I had faith in him to do a good job. I, I wasn't really questioning of that, and then it just delivered. The action is just. Like you said, so well choreographed that it just flows through the geography, which is exactly what you want. Uh, it's so yeah. thoughtful. The it's subvers it's so um, subversive the same way that John Wick was. You know, just about it being a puppy, right? Like it wasn't that yeah. they killed his girlfriend or anything. And in these revenge style movies, it's it's not that they killed his wife and son and daughter it's something else you know and it really in that makes those scenes intense at the beginning where you're like oh i don't really know i know the rules of this scene and then it breaks the rules yeah Yeah. Um, and that i love the revenge 
style genre, uh, which this falls more into like a John Wick type of thing than like your typical, what I thought it was going to be, like a Death Wish, where uh, normal guy goes after people. It's not that at all. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was going to be one of those, but the reason why I don't like okay. those, I even like don't like an action movie that fridges where it kills the girlfriend or the wife is because it's like it's so depressing and yes it makes me upset and angry which uh-huh. drives me through the film and makes it interesting to see the person slowly get their revenge on all these people but yeah i'm like i'm left with a pit of despair this movie is yeah. like oh don't worry <laughs> yeah like like with John Wick, you're, it's like ultimately hopeless where you're like, well, now he just doesn't have love. It doesn't matter how many men he kills. Yeah. It's not going to bring his dead wife back. And in this movie, you're like, well, at least he has something to fight for. And that, mm. and it is family. It's literally his his dad and his brother and his yeah. wife and children, which is, is fun. And it just, yeah, it makes it more, it makes it more fun for future installments too of like, great you know there's it's yeah just lighthearted more in that yeah sense. more lighthearted and i'm kind of not giving away spoilers so i want to just talk about that more in a uh-huh. direct way so i will give my food then we'll get into the spoiler section of this movie i think this is like hollow hollow which is the uh, filipino uh, dessert treat it's like a mixture of things it's shaved ice uh, milk, ice cream, oh, yeah. beans, fruit, a lot of different textures uh-huh. and a lot of things that maybe shouldn't work, but absolutely do. And it's the best. Go get yourself a hollow hollow. Next time you can, you'll see beans in there and you'll be like, I don't know about this. Eat it with ice <laughs> cream. It's great. So I loved it. I think you should go check out this movie, rent it, buy it. You will, You will enjoy it. Let's get into spoilers. Yeah. Um, basically, what I'm I'm getting at, and you, pardon, got a burpees, and you were as well, is this scene at the beginning where the two robbers come and um, try to rob his home and hold him at gunpoint. Uh-huh. And this is the scene in all of these revenge movies where the, you know, someone's killed, he loses everything. He gets shot, gets put into a coma, wakes up, and then seeks his revenge. That's kind of what this scene is like. This is happening. And then it breaks that because he blows it. Uh, He lets them get away. And now it's like, oh, shit, we got we got the we didn't get the heartbreak, which is great. Because I was like, I don't want to see any family die. Like, I'm just not in the fucking mood. It makes me sad. It'll make me want him to get revenge. But come on, don't do it. So you get that. You you don't get that, which could be not interesting. But then you get the shame factor where it's like, oh, now he's a fucking loser to his family. And that's super rich. And then it gets deeper from there. What were you thinking during that robbery scene? Were you on like a similar track where you were like, oh, what's going to go on? Or did you know a little bit more about the movie? I think I think in the trailers, it shows that they survive. So I don't think I felt any urgency in that sense of like, oh, no, I hope they don't die. But what I did feel like was this, 
the son gets so mad at him, but the woman had a gun drawn on him, and I feel like realistically you wouldn't like your dad you'd be like don't hit her dude what if she accidentally discharges it, the gun and it yeah kills me? he i think his choice was reasonable yeah uh but also cowardly you know it's <laughs> but well yeah i mean and then we get the reason so there's the other it. thing well there there is reasoning but at the same time so initially i'm like well i wouldn't do that because it might discharge but then he explains he knew the gun was empty but at the same time, mm-hmm. like, he shows how well he fights, you know, obviously later in the movie, that I don't really understand why he holds back. Because he has nothing to hide. Like, he do- he has no problem well, it was cause not hiding himself later on. Is it, oh, he just I, felt bad? Like, yeah, I don't want to beat like, these people up because... Yeah, he was like, they have no bullets, they're desperate. Yeah, they're... They're but then he goes to their house and beats the shit out of the dude. But that so, was because that's the bracelet. Like... That's what. That's what's. Uh, what I think is brilliant about it is, you're like, oh, dude, this is about a movie. This is a movie about a guy who got so disrespected and like, made made to look like a loser to his family that now he's gonna go, ape shit. But then you get the reveal that he's like, oh, I knew what I was doing the whole time. There was no bullets in the gun. These people were desperate. But it kind of made me, you know, miss that time, you know, and he's, or miss it. You know, he's, he could be violent, right? And like, that's, yeah. That means there's something underneath there. So then when it's funny when he d- does go to beat the shit out of them because they took the kid's bracelet, like, take uh-huh. my watch whatever i'll be disrespected by my family but you took my daughter's bracelet now i'm fucking pissed and that's what made him snap to be his old self was that i thought that was like that was funny to me not a so much of a problem yeah that's true because then he like it's really weird it keeps subverting it and that's the thing, because even in that scene, it subverts it. He's about to, like, go apeshit on them, but then he's like, this is stupid. They have a baby. Like, yeah, of course, like, yeah. they were desperate. They don't even have the stupid bracelet. So yeah. he leaves, and the thing that gets him in trouble is not even connected to completely anything. Yeah. yeah, It's just because he was in the mindset and out when it happened. He was in the right, you could argue right or wrong place at the the wrong time. Um, yeah. but I loved all that subversion cause it was, and maybe that's part of like, I didn't see the trailer, so I had no idea anything that was going to happen. <laughs> so uh-huh. I was going on this weird journey of like, oh, I keep thinking it's going to be this movie and go this way. And then it keeps switching and doing it in like a really funny way. Yeah. Um, did you have any idea that Christopher Lloyd and Rizzo were going to be in the movie? So not, I saw it in the credits. That's the beginning okay. opening credits, which okay. that was the second part. The second uh, thing after seeing the universal logo where I uh. was like, this is going to be a good movie. When I saw Rizzo, <laughs> I was like, Oh, Oh, and then Christopher <laughs> Lloyd. I was like, no, that's wrong. That's not Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> That's not going to be Christopher yeah. Lloyd at all. And it is Christopher Lloyd. 
And okay, let's talk about Op Fu. He does. Uh. <laughs> Riza does Op Fu. He, yeah, it's really crazy that he has no other gun besides a fucking bolt action sniper rifle. Yeah. To take on all these guys. Um, the, you know, one thing that I was very stoked for about this movie was that they're going to be in it because I saw in one of the trailers they show just the scene, a clip from the scene where they're all three standing with each other shooting at people. Oh, okay. And I feel like they should never have shown that scene in the trailers. Right. But but also, at the same time, I'm like, dude, Riza and Christopher Lloyd, like, fuck yeah. Yeah, that's going to so, get you to the movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the scene where he shoots the three dudes all at once. Yeah. And they line up perfectly. You know, I play a lot of uh, Call of Duty, uh, Modern Warfare, mm-hmm. uh, Warzone. And there's a special kill where if you shoot two guys at once or more and you get this thing called the collateral uh-huh. and so there's all these compilation videos of people who are like oh i got a collateral and it's just so funny to see this movie that's literally what happens in the yeah. game and imagining people who you know love that game watch it and just get excited yeah. for, for that aspect collateral. of it yeah that was <laughs> that whole uh, fight sequence like close quarters sniping that he did yeah. was awesome. Unscrewing the silencer, then doing behind the yeah. back shots. Yeah, the, he like food. shoot a guy behind the back and then hit the guy in front of him with the butt from the recoil. Yeah. It was just yeah, awesome. Yeah, that very good stuff. That whole end fight sequence is great. That's the mixture of what we love: the Home Alone traps yeah. with just shootouts. Creative brutal destruction yeah it's like you know home alone all those things happen and you're like well actually they would be mutilated by these things and <laughs> in this movie they're like now nah, let's show it it happens uh my favorite bit i think of action was in that scene is when uh bob odenkirk pulls the gun from the freezer Yes. And he shoots it, and the box comes apart from the rec- recoil of the, the slide on the pistol. It's, like, just such a cool-looking mm. shot. So yeah, cool. the shredding of it and just the yeah. planting of it there because you're like, what the fuck is it in the freezer? <laughs> and then you forget about it until that moment. Yeah. Um. Oh, you know what I was going to say, actually, though, is why he seems like a shitty dad why is he opening the door of his teenage son's room in the middle of the fucking night dude? <laughs> gotta give a little knock please <laughs> uh, but uh yeah the action's just so sick um Oh, you know what else, too, is Michael Ironside in this movie? I haven't seen him in forever. Oh, oh I know. It was absolutely was like, insane. Yeah. I was like, what the <laughs> hell? Is that really Michael Ironside? <laughs> it was a trip. Yeah, the, the bus fight scene is so good. It's, uh, I like how the, there's, like, kind of a break when he gets kicked out of the bus. Mm-hmm. And then he goes back in, and you're like, all right, round two. 
Yeah, because it's really strange how they they set up that he's this like badass before that. Like they keep uh-huh. the way they pepper in his backstory and yeah. uh or at least hints to it is really good is really cool going on into when he's like explaining himself to people who are dying like yeah. it just makes it really fun and so by that point we know this guy's like he's we were wrong about him he's like special forces type of shit but yeah. he still like gets fucked up like that yeah. first section of the fight it doesn't so much prove that he's an awesome fighter, just tough as hell. But then it's like when he gets kicked out of there, it wakes him up. Cause then he Uh, really is like doing moves. Yeah. And I like that about the choreography. It kind of tells a story of him waking up to those abilities that were, you know, a long time Mm -hmm. since they were used. Yeah. True. Yeah, there's such there's like a lot of good knife fighting in this movie. All those knives they're using on the buses, he like mm-hmm. kicks a knife through a guy's leg. Yeah. But then also like when they're assaulting his house, there's like a shot where there's just stab sounds of him like moving across the kitchen, stabbing uh, a person. Yeah, in the face he like rushes them or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the action is it's like I don't know, and John Wick a lot of the times it's just him shooting people in the head and mm. then it becomes kind of this like visual noise of like, okay, now he's just like shooting everyone. True. Yeah. And in this movie, it's like each person he kills, he's using a different mm-hmm. tool and that makes it unique and interesting and, and fun, I guess. I don't know. It's like, I was like yeah. grinning because I'm just like, yes, dude, fuck all these people up. Yeah. It's, like the and the Riza thing is a great example. It's like he maybe shoot like snipes three guys at the beginning, and then everything from there is like a unique kill every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great choreography for Bob Odenkirk to be in. It's crazy, and Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. You know. Rizza less yeah. surprising uh, in some ways because he's the <laughs> martial arts savant guy yeah. or like otaku rather. Um, but yeah, it's like to have that cast be doing it and leading it is pretty wonderful. And for it to have this lighthearted feel, it really proves that you can have it all in a way. Like you could have this real uh, a tense uh action movie that's well done and feels gratifying without it being brutal to its main characters or nihilistic uh anything else to say yeah. about it um oh you know also the way that they kill the last guy Oh, the Claymore. The Claymore Claymore run. On the, like, bulletproof glass. Yeah. Such a cool, really cool cool. way of killing them. Yeah, I really dug that. Um, The other thing, too, I was wondering is, like, in the bus, it seems like he was just trying to kill all the people that he was fighting. Or, like, he didn't care if he killed all the people. But then the last guy he does a tracheotomy on, I'm like, why? (laughs) 
I, yeah, I, I think he was trying to incapacitate them. Uh-huh. Because, like, I, I don't think he ever took the knife to any lethal point. Uh-huh. I mean, kicking a knife through a guy's leg, I feel like, is pretty <laughs> reckless. I don't know. That's why yeah, I, well, like, I, I don't think uh, he would mind if they got super if they fucked up. But, yeah. Well, that's I, what I'm saying, yeah. It's just because it's funny that he's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'll give this guy a tracheotomy. But, I mean, that's, I guess, yeah. They, they wanted him to. The cool down or something. Them. Yeah. Be like, ooh, maybe I went a little too hard. Yeah, because I think there's also, like, obviously what he did was unreasonable in some ways. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was, like, strangling that one dude. So I was like, oh, is he yeah. just going to, like, <laughs> kill this guy? I, I, I think he was definitely teetering but... on losing it yeah. throughout that and then of yeah. course like loses it completely after that <laughs> but those yeah, it's really house, they, they get those the intro of those guys is hilarious though because like grade a shitheads they crash their car yeah. and then immediately get out and they're just like well yeah, let's just go chill like, and the, the bus driver deciding i guess to stop and then to let them on yeah to, like, drive away like, i'll aid these men in their their crash and yeah. get away she's the true villain yeah yeah shit stir <laughs> uh but yeah i mean the, the movie just full of fun stuff uh I, I really enjoyed it. It is among those movies that we've seen this year that have just been unique and well done. Psycho yeah. Gorman, Shadow in the Clouds, this. Uh, I'm forgetting so many, but you know we've just seen a lot of cool movies. Uh, why don't we talk about Definitely. some possible sequels and double features? Uh, this is like a plug and play. If you can keep this cast and this energy, put them anywhere. But could you? Uh, what What were you thinking for a sequel? Yeah. So for sequel, I mean, uh, there's like the obvious stuff involving family and all that stuff, right? With family. Like, now that they know his secret, they're gonna be. Yeah. He's going to be having to juggle them and the son. Yeah. The, the son just becoming a killer. Yeah. Like I want to learn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just, I was like, we were talking earlier about the universal stuff. It's like, oh, man, what crossovers can we do? Oh, with wow. This? Oh, also, um, <laughs> I like that he refers to himself as an auditor. He's like, oh, I'm an auditor. Yeah. Like, never, I was just an auditor. Yeah. Uh, but then there's the the other series, the Ben Affleck, the accountant. What if they did? Uh, the auditor uh, versus uh, the accountant. Everybody wants to see it. I, I do know some people <laughs> who are really like, the accountant is a really good movie. Um, oh, really? I haven't seen it, so I don't know. I, I haven't seen it either. I thought I think that they're making a sequel to it also. I don't know. Wow. Ben I Affleck, heard that. Ben Affleck needs a little bit more respect than we give him. Um, for a sequel, I was thinking like maybe they, they take that family vacation he was talking about. 
I forget where they said they were going to go. Italy, maybe, or something like that. Oh, yeah. Let's see them yeah. on that vacation, and then something's going to happen. Let's see it, like, international, what they do. Um, but, yeah, a- anything cool. with this cast again. Like, let make another one while we still have Christopher Lloyd. Please. Please do. And how about double feature? Yeah, so for double feature, I'm actually going to go with uh, a martial arts movie from 2007 called Flashpoint with Donnie Yen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which Flashpoint. I think you've seen. Yeah. Just because there is also a great action scene with a sniper rifle. Yeah. In it, too. And uh, fo- uh, a great fight follows. follows yeah, the, the final fight in that movie is like this awesome like 13-minute brawl with these two guys just beating the shit out of each other just pain pain all around uh very cool i am gonna go kind of the um comedian turned serious role i think you should watch this uh paul blart (laughs) no thank you uh i'm gonna go with Patton oswalt's big fan oh It's nowhere near what this movie is in genre Mm. or anything, but it is like someone who by that at that point we had all been laughing with and at and then did this movie a big fan. So that would be mine. Jarring. Oh, you know, it's don't you love I love when comedians do serious roles, but then you talking about it as if you assumed it's still a comedy and you don't get that it's serious. Uh, uh, that is a good you know? bit. You're like, oh, big fan. Patton Oswalt was so funny in that movie. So good. When he, like, gets, when he gets hurt <laughs> really bad and then he, by that guy that he's, he's his biggest fan of, it's hilarious. And it is. <laughs> uh, but big fan, check it out. Uh, that's just been our review of Nobody. Can't recommend it enough. Again, even if you've heard our review, there's like, there's so much to enjoy from watching yeah. it. Uh, Chris, what's coming up? Actually, you know what? The uh, Chaos Walking is out. Yeah. It's out. We probably won't review it because <laughs> this came out the same week as it. That's out. We missed it. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point. What else is coming out, and where can we find you, Chris? Um, yeah, so I'm Rebirth Project on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, so we're next week for sure. We're gonna be watching Mortal Kombat, right? Oh yeah, it comes out Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an easy one. Yeah, I'm excited. It's gonna be another one where we're just like, this movie's sick. This movie's sick. Yeah, and that's the review. <laughs> check it so you don't you can skip next week <laughs> take a week off Oops. go start yeah. a business that's gonna be cool <laughs> rebirth project tweet at chris tweet at me let us know about uh what you think about the show what we can do to improve your listening pardon me i got the hiccup slash burpees also check out me my comics out there bottoms up hard liquor issue one you can get it on my gumroad store gumroad.com slash joe cabello Hey, if you don't want to remember all that, just find any of my links on Twitter or Instagram bios and you'll be able to find it. And uh, we got issue two coming out soon as well. So 
freaking buy it. That will really help everybody. And we'll see you next week for Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Another movie review podcast. At least it's better than a car crash. And we're gonna write some funny ads. Talking movies and having a blitz. It's the Beat It Podcast. It's 